Hey, powerful people. It is January 27th, 2020, 12.30 a.m. 12.31 now. Obviously, I just couldn't wait to get this off my chest. (laughs) So, um, recap from the last episode, which was about distractions. Um, I want you guys to feel free to tell me how you feel about my podcast, how you feel about my message, you know, whether it be positive or negative or good or bad, whatever the case is, you know, I want to know what y'all think about what I think. So, yes, I was, um, I was made aware today of Kobe Bryant's passing as well as his daughter and several other people who were in a helicopter crash with him. Rest in peace to them. Um, I thought about how Aaliyah died when I heard about that. And I thought about the probability of a new rising basketball star. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but you know, I just... Something about Hollywood just makes me feel like things are not as they seem or as they are portrayed to be. And it just made me think about distractions all over again. Like, you know, when someone of affluence passes away, of course, there's going to be a media craze in which they talk about the person's life and, you know, what they did and what they represented. But it also makes me think about, well, what what else is going on in the world somewhere that also needs media attention but is not getting it and it's not to say that we shouldn't you know venerate those who pass on who have made a difference but I just want y'all to be mindful when these sorts of things happened and how they happen and what could be going on on the other side of the world that also needs our our attention so just keep that in mind. However, today is um going to be interesting, so to speak. And I really want y'all to like tune in and to like hear what I'm saying. And I really want y'all input. I really do. I was in the shower and this topic idea came to me. And it was, can a revolutionary enjoy coonery now before y'all get all bent out of shape it's a question i want to know what y'all think because i don't think a revolutionary can enjoy coonery and i'm going to tell you why after i um look up these words so that we can all be clear on the definitions before i give you my perspective and my opinion of revolutionary and coonery okay Okay, Webster held me down. So, Merriam-Webster's definition, one of their definitions for a revolutionary, is a person who favors rapid and sweeping changes, especially in laws and method of government. I accept that definition for the most part. So, I mean, I can add my own, you know, perspective to that. But for the most part, Webster's is on point. So... 
Merriam-Webster does not define coonery. I guess she didn't want the smoke. But this is where UrbanDictionary.com really comes in handy. So they had several definitions and I found one that was really good, which is action or be action or other behavior usually on the part of African Americans used to reinforce and perpetuate commonly held racial stereotypes about their own community could be related to internalized racism and self-hatred. An example would be the stereotype of Uncle Tom or Sambo. Often seen in the black exploitation film genre, some rap music, and broadcast TV. Okay, yes, we accept this definition. And so, yeah, this is why I pose this question of can a revolutionary enjoy coonery? I don't think so. I personally don't think so. For me, I feel a sense of guilt, even if I like chuckle a bit at something that is really stereotypical and is about black people. And so now I am being more mindful of my intake of any sort of stereotypes because how we treat anybody else is how we're going to treat ourselves and how we treat ourselves is how we're going to treat other people. So if I embrace, um, you know, stereotypes about myself, I'm likely to embrace them about others and vice versa. So yeah, (laughs) that is my segment for today. And I really hope that y'all let me know what y'all think, because I really want to know what y'all think, you know, like, I don't want it to be a war of who's right and who's wrong. I just want to know your honest opinions. That's it. But yes, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Voices of Black Power. Stay powerful, y'all. So with that being said, I already said that I agree with Webster's definition of revolutionary, which is a person who favors rapid and sweeping changes, especially in laws and methods of government. I identify with this definition because for... All my life, I have had a revolutionary spirit in which I was very dissatisfied and disgusted by the way that I saw society treat black people and characterize and stereotype black people. And ultimately, I can't, I don't want to say that they have placed us in a underclass because there has to be some sort of participation as a people on our part to become a part of this underclass which is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day and that can (laughs) that can get crazy but um I have had a revolutionary spirit and I pretty much at some point I'm trying to think when in my life did I really like feel this very strongly. Like, I think it really kicked in uh, around 2013. And that's, uh, it didn't really, it's not that it kicked in at that point, but that's when it was at its peak. It escalated to like, I'm going to kill white people type of shit. (laughs) And I had to like collect myself and recognize that that does not make me revolutionary it makes me a zealot and unproductive in my concept and expression of revolutionary 
um, ideals. So I've always wanted to be a part of a great big change in this world that would remove the oppressed, especially black people, from the state of oppression that they were in. Okay, so that's that point. Now, when I talk about cootery, the reason I pose the question of can revolutionaries enjoy cootery is because I remember growing up, um, I used to love watching Martin, Jamie Foxx show, the Waynes Brothers um, show, uh, what else was of that nature, um, Right now, that's the ones I can think of that are like now that I am aware and mindful. Those shows are top dog in cootery, okay? And I'm trying to figure out if it was because watching those shows was a family, uh, was a family bonding experience for me why I felt like that portrayal of uh, black culture was amusing or acceptable, which now when I see something that like resembles cootery, it kind of makes me like, oh, I used to watch this. I used to like this. (laughs) And I just was made aware of uh, um, a fellow YouTuber by the name of Brother Panic. He's um, really an occultist, which don't be scared. Occult is really just another word for hidden knowledge and esoteric information, information that has been hidden or demonized by people in power to keep you from your power, which is another story for another day. But he is primarily an occultist and I was watching something of his and he was talking about how, you know, uh, actors in black Hollywood, they coon before they are able to take a real, you know, role and make real money, quote unquote, in Hollywood. And he was talking about basically the roles that they play that emulate, you know, coonery from like black exploitation films and some of the first roles that black actors were ever able to take on were to amuse white people by making fun of us and using caricatures and one of the people that he mentioned was Dave Chappelle now I was heartbroken (laughs) because Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians But when he was talking about how, you know, Dave Chappelle basically ended up getting out of the game because he realized when he was sitting in these rooms full of white men or people that they were not laughing with him, they were laughing at him. He had to feel this sense of, okay, what I'm doing is actually not, you know, revolutionizing the concept of comedy for black people it's actually perpetuating cootery but masquerading it as basically like 
taking it back, like how people say they're taking back the N word or they're taking back the word bitch and, you know, that sort of thing. And then that's why he went to Africa and, you know, all of this. I was like, damn it. Damn it. Why? What about me, even though I have this revolutionary side, still enjoys this coonery and like not even realizing it or maybe just immune to that source of self-hate and it really made me think like oh wow like I consider myself to be a revolutionary but I have and still do or did because I can't really remember the last time I watched a Dave Chappelle um show but yeah I don't really watch too much tv anymore so it's been a while since I've watched something of Dave Chappelle's but the last thing I did watch was when he came back and he was on Netflix and that that the comedy that he brought there was just on another level like it was probably more dark humor than anything and I was just thinking to myself like wow I feel like a fool (laughs) I feel like a fool and it's really crazy how deep-seated and ingrained that that um that self-deprecation or that poor self-image is within self and the black community because I I cannot watch Martin. I really can't. But if it comes on when like my dad is watching the TV or something, there's still a part of me that wants to laugh and enjoy it. And maybe it's from memory and nostalgia. But the other side of me is like, nah, don't even entertain that. Like, just go somewhere else. Because... I don't feel like I can consider myself to be a revolutionary and wanting to change the the dynamic that black people have suffered under and been subjected to by enjoying what perpetuates it or contributes to it. And you know, I feel like some people would say, "Oh, it's a guilty pleasure," but I just feel guilty. I don't even feel the pleasure anymore. And yeah, that that whole, that video where he talks about Dave Chappelle really blew my head off because maybe I needed to convince myself that he was, um, you know, taking back the stereotypes and, you know, like not allowing it to be negative anymore but the one of the most powerful things that we have is media and and visuals and so it makes me ask myself it makes me question myself and say well if we're talking about visuals and we're talking about media television is a a source of program television programming it is a source of programming and no matter 
how I try to spin that or twist that, I am being programmed to see the the negative perspectives or or uh characterizations of black people or other people because it wasn't just black people he made fun of all cultures but you know black people suffer more by the stereotypes um it 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 still perpetuates it but it makes us numb to it because we're laughing at it and if there's one thing that i have learned about myself in life is that things that really hurt I have laughed about because it was the only way I knew how to cope. And so it's like a band-aid. And it really blew my mind like how I saw it as a band-aid. Because it doesn't really get to the underlying root of those characterizations of us and those perspective of us and where they came from and what they really mean and how they really affect us it just makes us laugh it off and say oh it's just a joke but it's not just a joke it's really something that people especially black people believe about themselves as far as their self-image and boy can I just say like (laughs) It's easier for me to watch like uh white television shows to be honest if I'm going to watch things because it just it just feels like a lot of times I've watched um certain uh black TV shows or shows that I I have been attracted to there's some type of underlying stereotype or um just negative conception of black people and I don't have to deal with that if I'm watching a show with a bunch of white people because they don't really deal with that that's not their that's not their burden to carry and it kind of burns me because I want to support black things so much and it's not to say that I can't or that there aren't there aren't television shows or series that don't perpetuate um you know black stereotypes but because I don't watch tv much anymore I I probably don't even know where to start or what I would what I could find because it seems like you get into a show and the next thing you know it's a stereotype you just be like wow and that's kind of how like I used to watch Scandal then Francis Cress Welsing mentioned the whole concept of Kerry Washington basically being the president's black whore. Ruined my life. <laughs> Ruined my life. I was just like, how can I watch this anymore? And there was a part of me that kind of went back and forth with watching it because it was just like, I just want to be entertained. But it's not just entertainment. It's not just entertainment. It's really, it's consumption. And we have to be mindful of what we're consuming. And you know, at the same time, I have watched positive black shows um, like Moesha. I felt I can't remember any stereotypes being perpetrated in there. Or maybe there was with the Jamaican mom. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. But like one on one, I felt like was a really good black TV show and The Proud Family and That's Who Raven was really good. And there are definitely like a lot of shows I used to watch that 
I don't feel like was stereotypical to black people. But then, you know, you might go back and look and then it might be that little thing. And that's just why I have to question all things at this point. So, yeah, (laughs) that's that. Peace, love, and revolution. Phonetic wisdom.